Hello, this is Pastor Sam Velez, and I'm so glad that you're joining us for our service. We hope you enjoy this message today, that it blesses your life and your families. We love you. I want to talk about what it looks like to have dominion as a believer in Jesus. As a believer in Jesus, there, there, there's, you have to understand something. When God delivered you out of something, it's not about going from deliverance to deliverance. It's going from deliverance to dominion. And what happens so many times is God will take you out of, a pro, out of an addiction. God will take you out of a problem. God will take you out of something. But it's not so that you can go back or to continue to struggle, but it's so that you can walk in the dominion and the power of the Holy Spirit. God, Jesus tells us, when he was about to go back to heaven, he dies, he resurrects, and he says, I'm going to leave somebody with you. I'm going to leave the Holy Spirit. It is to empower us to do what we could not do in the natural. It's supernatural. There are things that are going to require you to rely on the Holy Spirit to have a dominating factor in your life. It's called dominion, church. It's not so that you can continue to, man, I need to be delivered again. I need to be delivered again. It's not this deliverance thing. No, no. When God took you out, now you carry dominion for. Amen? God doesn't do these things so that you can continue to struggle in it. If you can rely on the power of God, on the power of the Holy Spirit, you can walk in dominion all the days of your life. All the days of your life. There are people in this room that God has healed and set free. And they're walking in dominion now because they've trusted it. Because the power of God did it here, he'll do it for everything else. From this day forward, I declare over your life that you will conquer everything that used to conquer you. In the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Everything that used to conquer you, you will now conquer. In the book of Genesis chapter 1 verse 28, if you put it up the media team real quick. This is what God's design was for man. He says that God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. In other words, when God created man and woman, they were designed to have dominion over everything. That was what we were designed for. We were not designed to be dominated by culture. We were not designed to be dominated by addictions. God didn't create humanity to be be dominated by anything. The domination happened when we let sin come in and when they disobeyed the Lord and sin comes and destroys everything. That's why throughout the Old Testament, you see that the, the the, the people, the Israelites are always struggling. There's always a battle. There's always something because of disobedience and because of sin. But God sends his son to redeem us. Jesus came and he died on the cross for me and you so that we could be redeemed and so that we can walk in the fullness of God. So that we could walk in power. If you have your Bibles, I want to share a story with you as we kick off this series. If you have your Bible, I want you to go to Joshua chapter 1. Chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. It says this. It says, after the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I'm giving them. 
I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, you will be on land I have given you. From the Negev wilderness in the south to the Lebanon mountains in the north. From the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. Including all the land of the Hittites. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as long as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. I want to stop there for a moment. Actually, for the rest The Bible, this is the beginning of Joshua's life and the life of the Israelites as they go and they enter into the promised land. For 40 years, they were in the wilderness. They were struggling. You know, they were, they were, a lot of people were dying. And finally, they've come to the place after 40 years where they are now going to step into what God had promised them a long time ago. A long time ago. The definition of dominion is this. It's absolute authority. Dominion is absolute authority. And the Bible says that God begins to speak to Joshua and he says, your servant Moses is dead. In other words, he's long gone. Now you have to step in and lead these people into the promises that I have for them. But he, there's things that he asked Joshua to do, but he tells Joshua, he says, look, Joshua, Moses is dead. He said, but I'm going to give you this land. Everywhere you step your foot, I'm giving it to you. And he starts saying the north, south, east, and west, basically. I'm giving you every place that you step your foot on, where your foot treads on. It's going to be yours. It's going to be the Israelites. You guys are going to inhabit this place. Mind you, there was Canaanites there. There were giants there. There was a lot of people already there, but God had already told them, when you walk in there, there's going to be victory for you. Are there people that you have to conquer? Yes. Are there people that things that you have to overcome? Yes. But because I said that when you step in, it will be yours. That's all you need to know. God tells them, I'm going to be with you just like I was with Moses. I'm going to be with you. But in order for Joshua and in order for us to understand what it looks like to walk in dominion, it requires us to walk with the Holy Spirit. To walk with the Holy Spirit. Not walk behind, not chase after, not run after. No, 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 no. It's walking with the Holy Spirit. There's a difference, church. God is not a God that you got to chase and he's hard to find. And I got to chase him. I got to run after him. I got to get. No, no. God is already present, but it's me and you that have to tap into his presence. Because we've created this mentality and this theology in people that, they, that God is this God that's hard to find. And I got to work and I got to stress out and I got to run to and I got to do. I got to climb mountains just to get to him. No, no, no. God is already present. Be aware of it and be. Get, get in the presence of God and, ex, and just take a hold of what God already has for you. That's why so many times we, what happens is we have this relationship with God, but it's almost like it's a struggle all the time. Like, I, I feel like I can't get to God. I feel like God's too hard to get. No, no, God is the easiest person to get to. Jesus, the Bible says, come near to him and he will come near to you in the book of James. Other words, it's easy to access God. We just sang a song where the Bible, they talk about it. God tore the veil so that we can go through. There's no separation. We can get connected to God at any time, in any place, at any time. And it doesn't matter, any day. 
But we have to walk with the Holy Spirit. The Israelites needed Moses for deliverance. The Israelites looked to Moses to take them out, to lead them through. Now as they come to the promised land, they must rely on the presence of God to take them out where they need to go. Joshua was their leader. He was going to lead them, but they needed the presence of God there. In other words, you need to walk and shake off your reliance on Moses. There are people in your life that have helped you to get delivered from things. There are people that brought you to church. There are people that have prayed with you. There are people that have, that have done so many good things. And I'm glad you are surrounded by good people. But those people cannot be the source of your strength. They cannot be the source of your freedom. Joshua had to understand that for 40 years he was looking to Moses to show them what they needed to do. He was looking to Moses to guide them on how to do it. He was looking to Moses to perform miracles for them. They were looking to Moses to go before the Lord for them so they could be set free and be taken care of. And now he's dead, and God's telling Joshua, hey, I'm going to be with you like Moses. If you read the whole first chapter of Joshua, he starts giving him guidelines. Basically telling him, he says, meditate on the word of God. Don't look to the right to the left. He starts giving him a list of things to do. But everything points back to the reliance on God. Not reliance on man. You will see that you have matured as a Christian when you begin to rely on God more than man. When God actually becomes your source. Not a person. I'm not saying it's bad to call people. I'm not saying it's bad to call us to pray. We will pray with you at any time. But there has to be a moment in your life that you have to understand that you are carrying and anointing yourself. You carry an anointing. You carry an anointing to go into your schools and to go into your jobs and to your companies. You carry something. You are the light in the darkness wherever you go. As much as I wish I could be everywhere, I'm not Jesus. I'm not omnipresent. I can't be at every business, every school at one time. That's why God created me and he created you to do something together. To shake our city together. Our businesses together. Whatever, wherever job you have. He's created us to collab. I sound like, like a young person today. Collab together. To be in collaboration, to, to be arm in arm, to take over this city, not in a bad way, so that people can know Jesus and be set free. There are things, we have to understand, there are people in our city, people even in your jobs, in your school, the friendships that you have, people are dealing with deep things. And they need someone with an anointing to say, you know what? Hey, I've been hearing you for the past week talk about this situation. Let's pray about it and believe God to do something. Hey, you've been talking about you've been sick, you got the flu, or you're, you got a stomach bug these past couple of days. You've been talking about at work. Can I pray for you? That is what it, that's what it looks like for someone to walk in dominion. 
to walk with an authority, to walk into the anointing of God. In the Old Testament, they had to rely on one person, one anointing to help them. They had to rely on judges, they had to rely on kings, they had to rely on other people. So that, because they, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit, would, the presence of God would come upon a person and they would do something about it. God would raise up those people. But in the New Testament, the Holy Spirit falls on everybody. Not just the 12 disciples, not just a select few. The Holy Spirit is for everybody so that everyone can walk with the power of God. But it's learning to walk with the Holy Spirit. And I can't walk with the Holy Spirit unless I develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Unless I believe a, a develop a strong relationship with God. When I learn to develop this, any great thing that you see in this world, it is developed. Athletes, if you watch sports, because football is back now. If you look at football, great athletes that you like to watch on TV, they developed so that they could be great at what they do. There was a development in them. Kobe Bryant, who died a couple of years ago, he was up at 4 a.m. before everybody else working out. He was breaking a sweat before everybody else would get there. Everybody would get there like at 9 or whatever time they had practice, getting ready, warming up. Kobe Bryant already did that three times and more or more. In other words, church, what are you willing to do that you did not do before so that you can have what you did not have before? What are you willing to develop in your life? It requires you to develop something. It requires you to develop a prayer habit. It requires you to speak different. It requires you to get into the word of God. It requires you to do a lot of things. But can I tell you something? When you learn to develop a strong relationship with God, nothing is impossible for you. Nothing's impossible for you. That's why Jesus was so adamant. John 15, 5. Can you put it up there real quick? John 15, chapter 5 says this. He said, he says, yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. He says, remain in me and I in them, and they will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing, church. Every time, that's why I love that song that we sang, this last one. Putting it back on God. Because every time we are not remaining in God, and every time we choose to remain in other things, we will not produce the thing that God wants to produce in our life. You'll produce surface things. You'll produce natural things. You'll produce a lot of good things, but you will not have what you really need for your life. You will not. A couple of weeks, about a month ago, I crossed into Nolaril, which I love. I, I gain like 15 pounds every time I go, but I was with uh, Pastor Valenzuela, who's Pastor Alex's uncle. He pastors our ICM Nolarello campus. And we were in the car, and he, he shared me an interesting story. He was telling me that back in the day, because his, his uncle used to work for Coca-Cola, and um, 
He had like a high position with Coca-Cola. And he says that back in the day, the owner that, that owned that, he, he, he ended up selling it and all that. But he was with the owner and he was talking and, and, and the owner was not a Christian. But he said the owner said something that stuck with me for the rest of my life. He was, he was in a meeting with these guys and they were, they were talking about different things and, and things that they wanted to do for Coca-Cola, whatever, whatever. And he stops them and he said, can I tell you something? He said, this is... This has nothing to do with Coca-Cola, but I need to share this because this is important. He said, I've, you know, I've been blessed to have this, you know, he, he was a very rich man, to have this amount of money. I can go wherever I want. Tomorrow, he said, I can, tomorrow I can, if I wanted to go to France, I'll go to France tomorrow. If I want he started naming all the places that he's been to. He had houses in different parts of the world that he would just go and vacation with. And he says, with all the money that I have, you know what I don't have? He says, my daughter has cancer and they can't find a way to save her life. He says, I have all the money in the world, but I, I can't fix the problem with my daughter. And he said that stuck with him forever. Because he said, you know what? Like we were talking about the power of God. He said, man, so many people have all the things and they have all the things that everybody wants and they have all this stuff, but they can't solve deeper issues because without God, you can do nothing. But can I tell you something? When God is in the picture, God can take that cancer. God can raise that person. God can set you free. If God would be your source, you would find the savior in everything that you do. That you do. I say that today, church. Because I would hate for you to come every Sunday and God not be your source. Your source that you need. Maybe you're in this room and you you have cancer. God wants to heal you today. Maybe you're in this room. You got marriage issues. God wants to heal your marriage. If maybe you're in this room and you're saying, man, I'm dealing with depression. God wants to heal your mind. And he's able to church. Because there are things in your life that money cannot solve. People cannot solve. It takes an act of God to do. That's why when Jesus leaves the Holy Spirit with us, it's because he... He he understood, he had the disciples needed to understand that if they were going to go and spread the gospel, they were going to go and show people Jesus, they needed something more. They needed the presence of God with them everywhere they went. They needed the power of God. They needed something more. That is why, church, we must learn to, we need to learn to walk with the Holy Spirit, walk with God, walk with the power of God. You have Access church. It's not God is not hard to find. God is not hard to access. Back in the day before the veil tore, only the priest can go into the presence of God. Now thank God the veil is torn and me and you have access to the presence of God. We can go to him. We can weep before him. We can yell before him. We can place anything before him. We have access to the Almighty God. You're in this room. Maybe you've never given God a chance. Today's the day you can. You've tried everything else in the natural. 
You thought a promotion would help you. You thought if you went to this person, they would help you, and it hasn't helped you. Try God. Guarantee you, you won't be disappointed. Joshua had to learn to lean on the presence of God. Moses was not there anymore. His best friend, he was, Joshua was close with Moses. But can I tell you something? That in the book of Exodus, you know what Joshua did when talking about development? The Bible says that Joshua would sit behind, next to the tent of the presence of God. He would stay there all night. Joshua developed something himself. He understood, I, I need what Moses has. And if Moses is relying on God for everything, then I must learn to rely on God as well. It's not wrong to call people. It's not wrong to call the church. It's not wrong to ask for prayer. There's nothing wrong with that. But what I am saying is there has to be a a, a part of your life as you mature in God where you develop yourself the ability to pray over yourself, to pray over your friends, to pick up the phone and call someone. You develop yourself the ability to be the minister wherever you are. And that requires dominion. That requires you walking in dominion. Walking in dominion. It's going from deliverance to dominion. People that struggle all the time is because they haven't been able to develop dominion in their life. And that is why they're constantly looking to be delivered from something else and something else. I need to get set free from this. I need that. They haven't developed dominion, authority in their own personal lives. We're going to walk through this together. Amen. Second thing is this. There's only two points today. There's a two-pointer today. It's only a jump shot. You got to walk on what God places before you. The Bible says that uh, Joshua chapter 1 verse 3 says, I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, you will be on land that I have given you. Church, I understand something. Egypt, God did everything for them with minimum participation in the promised land. God was going to do everything with them, expecting their participation. Before that, God did everything. God opened up the Red Sea. God sent manna from heaven to feed them. God burned up people. God made, would give them water after hitting a rock. God did everything for them, and they had minimum participation. They would just receive. They would just get it. But when Moses died and they're walking to the promised land, God was going to do everything with them, expecting a participation from them. Church, you want to experience new things with God, it's going to require your participation. Before Joshua, Moses uses a stick to open up the Red Sea. In Joshua chapter 3 or 4, God waits for them to step on the Jordan River to split the river. It requires, that's where faith comes in, where I'm taking a step and I'm trusting what God has already said in his word. Dominion requires a faith, church, that that requires you to participate in, to move in, to trust God with 
Church, if God has called you to that place, if God has put you in that business, if God has given you that idea, can I tell you something? He will empower you to do it as well. He will empower you to get it done. He will empower you to take it to the next level. He will empower you to take that. He will never put you in a place to see you fail. That's not God. If God was the God that would put me in places and just let me die on my own and my own and just see me fail, if God was that kind of God, then I wouldn't be here. I won't serve God. But I've served God long enough to realize that God has empowered me to do great things for him. And he's empowered you to do great things for him as well. But it requires you, the Bible says, look what the Bible says. The Bible tells, that God tells Joshua, God doesn't doesn't tell Joshua that wherever I'm about to give you, wherever you set foot, I'm going to give you what Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, man, that's, I already promised that. So you're going to get to know God says, wherever you put your foot on. In other words, wherever you step on, I'm going to give it to you. In other words, you got to go get it. You want this promise, then you got to go get it. You got to kill some giants. You got to overcome some Canaanites. In other words, you got to walk around Jericho six times or seven times. You're going to have to shout and the walls are going to come down. Look at the book of Joshua. Everything that they conquered required them taking the step. Whatever God said, they did. If God said, I'm going to give you this, you need to go conquer that, they're going to go conquer it. If God said, hey, I want, I, I, need, I want Jericho, okay, God, how do you want to do it? You're going to look stupid, but you're going to walk around that Jericho six times. And on seven times, you're going, to, you're going to shout really loud. And the walls are going to come down. Okay, God. It required everyone to participate with the instructions of God. Jesus does the same thing to teach the disciples to walk in faith. What does he do with Peter? Hey, oh, Jesus, that's really tell me to come. He's all right, Peter, come, walk on water. It required him to get out of the boat, to take a step, church. There are places and people that you have not been able to just conquer or people reach. Maybe there are people in your family that you haven't reached. Maybe there's things in your business, there's goals that you haven't reached. There's places you haven't gone. Not because God doesn't have it for you, but because you haven't taken the step for it. But if you would take the step, you'll see the promises of God every single time. Sometimes a step's a big step. Sometimes a, st- sometimes a step is a text message. Sometimes a step is a phone call. Sometimes a step is a move. Sometimes a step, a step looks different for everybody. It's a step. It's a step. That only between you and God you can make. But it's a step. It's a decision. Whether everybody likes your decision or not, it's between you and God. Better be from God, not your emotions. But it requires some sort of step. It, here's the thing, church. It's, so many people want this Amazon relationship with God where they just drop and deliver it. God, just drop it and deliver it to me. No, no, no. Faith requires you to move, to walk in. Faith requires you to do the participating in, and God will back you up with it. 
God will empower you with it. God will give you the right words. God will give you the money that you need. God will provide all those things, but it requires you to move. It requires you to walk in it without knowing. If you had to know everything before you made a decision, it's not faith. It's not faith. But walk in what God places before you. Go and get it. That's what God is asking us, to go and to get it. It's not Amazon where I just sit on my hands and wait, God, God, just drop it on me, deliver it to me. No, you need to go and get it. Go and get it. You need to go and get it, church. Whatever that looks like, you need to go Thank you so much for joining our service and for listening to us. We are located at 4519 East Del Mar Boulevard in Laredo, Texas. And we hope that you continue to be a part of our ICM family.